What's up, everybody? I'm Joe Longo, and this is the Inspired Creativity Podcast. Each week, I get together with some of the most inspiring and creative people I know to share their stories of success and failures with the hopes that it inspires you to get off the couch and out into the world living the life that you truly love. So this week's guest is Gina Molinari. Gina is... I want to say she's a yoga instructor, but she is so much more than just a yoga instructor. She's a world traveler. And she, you know, moved from the typical nine to five soul sucking job into this life that she currently has. And she did it in incremental steps. You know, it's not like this just happened overnight. She studied and read and dove into the four hour work week by Tim Ferriss and you know did this in little steps and now next week she leaves with a one-way plane ticket to Spain and then she'll be jumping all around the world tell me that's not amazing and inspiring I think it is so I hope you enjoy this conversation with Gina grab a notebook and a pen because she gives us some great tips on budget travel and how to actually make something like this come to life This episode of the Inspired Creativity Podcast is brought to you by Joe Longo Photography. You know, a lot of people think that I just photograph yogis and fitness people, and that is just not the case. I photograph just about everything, with the exception of newborns and wedding photography. But if you need a newborn and or wedding photographer, please reach out, and I would be happy to connect you with some amazing photographers. Also on the website, you will find my yoga and meditation teaching and workshop schedule, along with other fun events that are happening. Now kick back and enjoy the episode. What's up, everybody? I'm Joe Longo. This is Inspired Creativity, and I'm with Gina Mala... Molinari. <laughs> Molinari. I've messed up so many people's names that I'm just like... One episode, I was like, and Danielle is? She's going to say her own last name, just because I knew I was going to butcher it. Yeah, these Italian names, you never know where to give the, the enunciation on the vowels. You can't just be simple, like Longo. <laughs> nope. It's nice and nope. to the point. Yep. Although there's some people who are just like Joe Longo, like it's all one word. Which I kind of enjoy. It's fun. Still, it's kind of just creeping over there. So, thank you for coming. Yeah. To my kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> I was just did an Instagram story. I'm like, Mark Marin has the WTF podcast in his garage, and I have inspired creativity in my kitchen. <laughs> it's a fine kitchen. <laughs> I love it. I actually spend more time in the kitchen doing this than I don't think I've ever eaten here. No, that's what that's what the breakfast bars are for. Mm-hmm. But never here. It's just, yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so, Gina, you're doing all the things, which is why I wanted to chat with you, because, like, really all the things. Yeah. And very inspiring. And just like, you know, I'm going to, I guess, get a ticket and go somewhere and see what happens, which is awesome. But I don't know if I'd be able to really just go. Do you know when you're coming back? I don't know when I'm coming back and it's exciting and scary all at the same time. So I was um, I was teaching this morning and one of the students came in and she's like, it's really brave what you do. And she's right, like I can't, I can't. It's so brave. Yeah, like I can't deny that. It takes a lot of courage. And, and I was telling her, I used to write in um, 
I used to write in a future me speaking about my past me, oh. about how, you know, I would write, I can't believe I waited so long to quit my job and do what I'm doing. I love it. Everything's worked out great. I've met so many great people. And now I look back at this stuff and realize it's actually what I've done. Mm -hmm. Like it's all come true. Um, but it took a lot of bravery. There are a ton of leaps of faith mm -hmm. in small increments that got me to what I'm doing now um, to finally... This is my first time, um, though I've traveled a lot over the past four years, that I've got a one-way ticket with truly no no time. Do you have, have even about. like, I kind of want to come back around this time? Yes. Or? <laughs> so here's, it is so arbitrary. My credit card expires in May. <laughs> I might come back in May. I might come back in May. Just to pick up the new Just one? Just to get a new credit card. But that's that's even, I mean, springtime in Europe was really beautiful, so maybe mm -hmm. not. I don't know. So so let's rewind a little bit and tell tell me about yourself. You used to have a normal life job. Yeah. You know, one of those to, nine to five things. Yep. Yeah. So um, after I graduated from college, I got right away thrown into a nine to five job that I never asked for. I was very fortunate to have received it. Um, and I was with that company for 10 years. I did that specific job for five years and it sucked my soul every day. Um, and I felt, you know, because, you know, parents and people around you are saying, you have to be responsible. You have to do this thing. Mm -hmm. I felt like I needed to stay with it. Uh, but every year I was saving up money to quit my job and travel the world. Mm -hmm. And I did this for five years, saving up each year. Um, and eventually used, uh, I actually used the book, The 4-Hour Workweek by Tim Ferriss. And that great gave me book. such a good great book. book. Um, and I, I picked up all these little tips that, so I was an insurance adjuster. I was working in a cubicle and then sometimes on the road adjusting insurance claims. And I started making these little changes. Like I stopped using the phone and I only emailed mm -hmm. um, to better use my time and eventually proved to my boss that I could work just as well from home as I could from the office and did that for one day a week and then two days a week and then three days a week and eventually built up to, I can do the same amount of work in 25 hours a week. Mm -hmm. um, so I transitioned out and during that time, I also started teaching yoga. Uh, so I did that. I started teaching yoga about five years ago um, and did that like moonlighting, you mm -hmm. know, teaching on the nights and the weekends and overlapping the two. But it was all in the name of I, f I knew that I didn't have to be miserable going to work mm -hmm. and that I could do something more and that I just had to make it happen and go against the haters that said I couldn't. <laughs> right. So before the the teacher training where did you have some kind of practice yoga uh-huh yeah my yoga practice started um my junior year of college quite late i had really bad back pain i couldn't there would be days i was laid out on the floor and couldn't move went to a doctor uh she told me i was lying that totally set me off <laughs> it totally set me <laughs> you're off totally making up this. you're making this up you can't feel back pain you're too young <laughs> um so i went on youtube and i was watching pilates videos and then the way that youtube automatically plays another video it started mm -hmm. showing me yoga videos so my first yoga experiences were on youtube and then they were in a gym and then the first yoga studio that i went to where they they spoke about something other than like getting toned mm -hmm. was at the yoga garden, which is ultimately like my home now. And that's where I teach. Mm -hmm. nice. So it's, it's, um, it's not that old. So that's like, um, putting a date on it. That would have been in 2008. And then when did you leave the, the office? Yeah. The nine to five. 
So I did it gradually. Um, like I said, I kind of left the office and started working remotely. Um, my first trip out of the country that was like a big trip was in 2014. I took a month long trip to uh, Thailand and I walked into my boss's office that day and said, I'm going to Thailand for a month. If that's not okay, I'm putting in my two weeks notice. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I just did That's it. That's awesome. I, just, I had to commit to that, though. I had to, like, I was shaking the, the moment that I walked into that. So that was in 2014. When I got back from that trip, I worked for So, another, hold on. Yeah. Did you keep your job, or I was that... I kept my job. So your boss, I was okay. such a good employee <laughs> that she's like, okay, fine, I'm going to give you your paid time off for two of those weeks. Um, I read a lot of books leading up to this, uh, like Vagabonding, and there was a book called Six Months Off. Mm-hmm. Um, so I came back and I went back to the same job and then uh, went to Haiti in May of 2016 on a service trip. Mm-hmm. And right before that service trip, I had built up my yoga teaching, like that following well enough that I felt confident to say, when I come back, I'm only going to work 25 hours a week. So 2016, I started working 25 hours a week. And then by September of that year, I quit because I went and took a five-month trip. So I guess the, the final answer is <laughs> September 2016. So I've been doing this, like, being myself as a job thing and teaching yoga for, like, over a year. Wow, yeah. that's so awesome. It's pretty cool. Are there any times where you're like, what am I doing? Like, what? Because I know it happens to me. Like oh that, And God, still, yeah. and it's almost <laughs> like it's like eight years now, and I'm still like, what? What's it, what are you doing? What are you thinking? Yeah, totally. Well, I don't think that I'm doing anything wrong in terms of following what I'm passionate about. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've talked about this. Like the only question I have is I'm so passionate about so many things like yoga and travel and um, and like service stuff and, and helping people and inspiring people that the question that comes up is how can I do all of these things in a clean package? Mm-hmm. Um, but... I still feel okay with what I'm doing because I'm sustaining myself. Like I've lowered my standard of living, but raised my happiness exponentially. Mm-hmm. And and uh, it all kind of goes together, even if it doesn't look organized just yet. Right. If that makes sense. Totally, totally. Because literally, I have been doing this for like eight years. And yesterday, just yesterday, <laughs> I finally put yoga stuff on my actual Joe Longo photography website like not the pretty yoga pictures that I take but where I'm teaching and workshops <laughs> and it's, it's taken me that long just to be like no I should probably actually have yeah. that some Joe some people don't know you teach yoga I know it's, it's pretty neat sometimes like yeah yeah I do this too he teaches yoga exactly yoga it's my own stuff watch out Baron Baptiste I'm coming to get you. <laughs> I'm just kidding maybe I think I can pull off the do-rag. Don't do it. <laughs> just be yourself, man. Be yourself. <laughs> I never would. I'm just joking. I always uh, joke around and say every year, that's what I'm going to be for Halloween. And just put on a do-rag anyway. <laughs> um, so that five-month trip that mm-hmm. you went on, where'd you go? And was it just a trip? Were you teaching? Did you take some people with you? So that trip was a... Uh, the, the, it wasn't my idea to take that trip. Okay. <laughs> um, I've always talked about this, and uh, my best friend Orion, we were living together at the time, and he got it in his mind that he wanted to see India. And I'm like, 
you know, I always want to go places. And we talked about it and we're like, okay, so let's go to India for a month. I can do that. And then, and then we looked at like Bali and then we looked at Peru and we're like, well, okay, we can't do this in less than three months. And it just grew and grew and grew to the point that it was like, if we're going to go to all these places. It's going to take five months. I have to quit my job. Um, if I want to do this, I have to quit my job. So, uh, he was actually the catalyst for it. And, um, so we went to Peru, India, where I got robbed, which I'm happy to talk about. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I would love to hear that story. <laughs> India, uh, and then we split up for a month. I went to Sri Lanka, uh, Thailand, Singapore, and Bali. Wow. Yeah. Um, I can't even imagine like coming back. It was hard. It was coming back was way harder. Um, I when I took that trip, you know, left the house, like didn't have any anything. All my stuff went to my parents' house. Coming back from that trip was harder. Like coming back to reality mm-hmm. and you know the trivial things that we may I curse bitch, Yo, about, yeah, totally. bitch about bitch about here. Um, it was it was really challenging to come back, and I think that that is why. I never went back to working the full-time thing because I just couldn't anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, you had asked another question when you originally said this. I don't remember what it was, but but yeah. Oh, was. did you take people? Was it like a retreat? Uh, yes. No. So what I was doing, I actually decided on that trip that I wanted to separate from yoga teacher. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did not teach. I taught like some random classes in India and like maybe one random class in Bali, which was cool because now I can say like I taught yoga in Rishikesh. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> but I was trying to detach from yoga teacher and it was like a self-discovery kind of trip. And I tell you, every time I travel, what I learn in one month of travel is like a year's worth, worth of personal growth. Mm-hmm. Um, and on that trip in particular, it was extremely profound because I got robbed and I lost I lost everything. I could basically shower and put on clean clothes after this. Um, so if you don't mind, what, yeah. what happened? So, uh, and what did you do? Yeah. So, um, I use travel insurance. Fortunately, Smart. you hear that? There's your first travel. <laughs> yeah. I use travel insurance. I am a world nomads affiliate. If you want to talk to me about it. Um, I bought travel insurance and it, it saved my ass so much. Um, I got robbed. After going to the ATM twice that day, I was on my way to Vipassana in Dharamsala, and uh, we were taking a train from Hardwar to Delhi to fly up there, and got robbed on the train. So somebody walked onto the train, grabbed, con- like started a thing, convinced me to put my bag down, grabbed my bag, and walked off the train as it left. And of course, the bag that was grabbed was the one that had my cell phone, my laptop, my passport, my credit cards, my cash, all the important stuff was in that bag. So I had a nine-hour train ride to sit there and be like, holy shit, what am I going to do? Um, by the time I got to the the station in Delhi, they sent us to the embassy. Like, someone was really nice and put us in a taxi, sent us to the embassy. I had to wait in Delhi for three days to get a new passport, new visa. Um, so everything worked out, but I had no money. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, India was going through a crisis. They had overnight changed their currency basically so the the cash that was in circulation wasn't worth anything anymore which was kind of a blessing in disguise because now not only did i have no money but no one had money um but it taught me that so i had called my parents from the embassy and 
I felt terrible doing it because I'm, it was like two in the morning and I had to call and keep my cool. But I immediately broke down like, Ma, I got robbed. I'm like, are you coming home? Uh, and maybe someone sensible would have said yes, but I couldn't. I just, that was not an option. I was two months into this five month trip, not an option. Um, and I figured it out. I, it proved to me that the universe does provide uh-huh. uh, when I need it. I made friends. They're like, oh, you need lunch today? Here's some money. Um, you know, I was even still able to go to like cacao dances. They're like, yeah, just come, like be my guest. And it, it proved to me that the universe can support you. Um, it was a platform for dealing with some old trauma that was like a taboo subject uh-huh. that I couldn't talk about openly, but getting violated in the sense of robbing, being robbed, I could talk about. So that healed a lot of old trauma. Um, and I am still pissed as hell about it, but I wouldn't change the experience that I had. Uh, wow. So That's... Yeah, it was big. It was big. Yeah. And then I traveled for another three months. How? What? So what? You told your parents they're like, no, I'm not. No. How, how, it, how did that go? They were like, what are you gonna do? I'm like, I'm gonna figure it out. I'm gonna figure it out. And they were, um, they were, they were nervous for me. And mm-hmm. you know, from there out, there was like an extra level of caution because my passport and license and all that had been stolen. So we had to always make sure that they were communicating with me, not somebody impersonating me. Mm-hmm. Um, they were, they were nervous for me, but after I finished that trip and came home, they had so much more faith in me because I was able to do it. Sure. And, and not only just do it and scrape by, but thrive the whole time. Mm-hmm. I had, I still had all the experiences I would have wanted to have. Maybe I ate a few less doses while I was in India. <laughs> a few, a few less. <laughs> um, so was this also the trip that everything happened with the dogs? Yes. Because yes. there's a whole big, as Stella runs around, Stella, because Stella is a is it, street dog from yes. Taiwan. Oh my God, yes. So um, the, okay. So <laughs> India got robbed. Um, Orion and I split up. Uh, it was kind of a really last minute thing that happened. And he went to Nepal, which was where I was originally gonna go. And instead, I accepted an invitation from somebody I'd never met. I had met him for, like, seen him in passing for one hour. He was a friend of a friend and went to Sri Lanka. Um, an astrologer had told me two days before go feed dogs, it will make your stomach feel better. And I didn't hmm. know what I was doing. And then I got an opportunity to go work at a dog shelter and I took it. Um, so I went to Sri Lanka and there's a shelter down in the southern province it's called Animal SOS Sri Lanka and um, there are currently 1400 dogs there and like 100 cats in the shelter in the shelter it's split up between, it's a free roam shelter uh, it's a beautiful so is it like a little city <laughs> it's like a little city yeah there's, so there's two two compounds in it mm-hmm. um, That's they keep them like 500 and whatever uh, but you walk into this this dog shelter and 500 dogs come at you. They don't jump, they don't bite. They're just so excited, They're like, visitor! And these dogs are the most grateful creatures I have ever, ever had the privilege of being around. A lot of them were abused mm-hmm. or, um, you know, dumped because like somebody's dog had puppies, they just dump them outside of the shelter. And it's a true second chance. Like it's an absolute, uh, it's a haven for these animals to be there. And it's a no-kill shelter. So the animals that are there, many of them will live 
live the end of their lives there. Wow. Um, so yeah, I ended up in. Do they have a big a, a big staff? No. Like, I'm just, like just the <laughs> amount of dogs. I mean, I would love it just roll it in all the yeah, dogs yeah. everywhere. It's so many dogs. Um, they staff. It, it was opened by a woman from the UK who basically went to Sri Lanka and saw the problem. There's like three million street dogs in Sri Lanka. It's wow. some staggering number. Um, so she opened this shelter, and now it's managed by um, my friend that I went there with. Mm-hmm. Never left. Wow. Never left. Hasn't left. He manages it now, and then there's another woman that manages it as well. They're both from the UK, but the staff is all Sri Lankan. They're all local people, um, and then volunteers come in from all over the world and are helping hands. Most mm-hmm. of them we call them helping hands, but they come in and they uh, they support. There's a veterinary clinic on site, so they have a actual vet, um, usually a Sri Lankan, mm-hmm. and there's actually not that many people working there. They just have it down, like they have their system down. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's, considering how many dogs there are, there's a lot of harmony. They find their pack, mm-hmm. and their pack stays in one spot. And you know, maybe some dog gets like brazen and wanders into their pack. There's a little scuffle, and then mm-hmm. they separate. Um, yeah. Wow. Are you going back? Oh yes. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gearing up. I'm actually um, I'm leaving in two weeks now. Right. Um, to go to Spain, but then I'm going back to Sri Lanka. So I'll be there in December, um, probably for my birthday. Mm-hmm. And I'm going back to the shelter because uh, I just have to. I brought a, re- a group of Americans there for a retreat last year. We did surf service and yoga. And I'm going back again this year. Um, and I'm going to be in Sri Lanka probably for mm, three months, uh, working on a surf camp, teaching yoga, and then visiting the dog shelter. And um, I'm actually going to, so the dog shelter has, like there's a lot of mouths to feed mm-hmm. and they buy medications and all this stuff. And uh, after you're there and you've seen it, or even if you've just seen pictures, like if you look on my, my social media, you really see the love and you see the need. So, um, Is there a way that anyone that might be listening might be able to help? Like do they yes. have like some kind of donate and yes. stuff? Hear that, you dog lovers? Yes, so <laughs> if you love dogs and you love compassionate human beings, um, I've set up a link through my website. Uh, it's expandyourcomfortzone.com, and the link goes directly to their website, and it gives you all these different ways that you can support them. So you can send money through PayPal. Mm. Um, you can send a direct transfer, but they also have other creative things, like they have an Amazon wish list with the, oh. the supplies that they need each month, like syringes and gauze. Mm-hmm. So you can donate by buying something on their wish list, and then when their container gets filled, it ships and um, you've supported them that way. So the the shelter is called Animal SOS Sri Lanka. You could look it up on um, Google because uh, I don't remember what the actual website is, but you can also go to my site and that's expandyourcomfortzone.com and there's a link on there. Yeah, and I'll link all that. Yeah, cool. And, and the show notes. Cool. So let's let's rewind a little bit. So you have the day job, you leave the day job, mm-hmm. you go on this amazing journey. You come back, and then you took people with you on retreat. Mm-hmm. So, was that also your first time taking people? Yeah. So the I've done two international retreats now, mm-hmm. and both of them were learning lessons. Um, but the first one was I knew I wanted to go back to Sri Lanka, and I knew that people needed to experience it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. 
instead of just planning a trip for myself, I decided to build a structure around it and market it as a retreat and bring people with me. Um, and I kind of, I did it on a leap of faith as I do many of these things. Like mm -hmm. I created the flyer for it before I booked and blocked off the rooms for it. <laughs> so I created the flyer and I put it out there on, on social media and people showed interest. And I was like, wow, maybe this will actually happen. And I remember the moment that the first person sent me a deposit and I'm like, what? <laughs> um, and it, it did, it happened. Uh, it was a huge learning lesson because I had to find my niche and realize um, the way that I travel is not a luxury thing. Mm -hmm. um, fortunately, the people that came on this trip, uh, it worked out. I did have one person go home. Um, and we, we talked about it afterwards and she said that that was the best like the best learning experience she had was how to go home. Oh wow! That's <laughs> um, so it's great. still like I still call it a win. It still worked out well. Uh, but yeah, we we there were seven of us, and I brought them to the shelter. We surfed. We learned about Sri Lankan culture, and um, I made negative money off of that one because uh -huh. everything that could have been profit I donated to the shelter. But it was an amazing first experience at leading a retreat. And then it taught me a lot for how to lead my second retreat, which I just went to Portugal in April. Mm. And um, and yeah, now I have like I have two retreats worth of of knowledge under my belt, and I the next one will be better, and the one after that will be better. Yeah, and it just keeps getting better. Just keeps getting better. Um, so, but this trip, it's just all you. No, no, you're not yeah. bringing. Yeah, this trip I'm going on now is all me. Unless you just you just don't come back and you're like, hey guys, why don't you come hang out with I've me? I've already thought about that. <laughs> <laughs> I have already like I've hey, I'm in this great <laughs> spot. You should just come join me. Just yesterday I was on Facebook. I'm like, man, I should just tell people if you want to come to Sri Lanka in December or January, let me know and I'm gonna help you plan it because I just want people to come. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, this trip is just it's just for me. Uh, I am gonna be teaching yoga though. So normally when I'm traveling, I'm I'm detaching a little bit mm -hmm. uh, but this trip I am doing work away which is a work trade platform mm -hmm. that I seek out hosts that need volunteer help and then work for them in exchange for room and board so with that yeah because you did a Facebook live this week earlier yeah. this week about traveling mm -hmm. and budget traveling and do you really seem to know your shit about just that like that how would you even find yeah. that type of platform and the Facebook live is still it's going to be up right? it's there so people it lives can there go. yeah it lives there yeah yeah. so if you go so, on my Facebook um, and I'm Gina Marie on Facebook there's a billion Gina Marie's but I'm friends with this Joe Longo so and I'll, I'll also put that you know you'll have to click actually to go look at the show notes but I'll put I'll put that yeah in there yeah so um, I yeah so I did, I did this budget travel planning 101 thing um, because I, I do realize now that I know a lot about this stuff. And when I started doing all this travel four years ago, I didn't know about it. And I mm -hmm. kind of forget that this is not the normal, this isn't normal stuff for everyone. Um, so Workaway, for example, I know about because the first time I went to Sri Lanka, I was sharing a guest home with a couple that was on Workaway and they did this for five years. And I'm still friends with them. I went and stayed with them in Spain. They stayed with me in Philly. Um, we stayed connected. But um, yeah, there's all sorts of resources for traveling that are going to help you stay in a budget and give you a purpose while you're traveling. And Workaway is 
um, an absolute gem with that. So with the yoga that you'll be teaching, is it like a, a trade for a place to sleep? Exactly. So I, with this one, I sought out specifically that I wanted to surf. Mm-hmm. So I went on Workaway and I searched in the, um, you know, there was like five countries that I thought I wanted to go to. I'm really flexible with the plans. Typed in yoga and then specifically looked for surf camps. So um, I'm going to be in the Canary Islands for about a month and a half teaching yoga at a surf camp in exchange for room and board and surf lessons. That sounds awesome. Right? And that's like all the things I would have spent money on. Mm -hmm. So I get to go and essentially not have to spend money while I'm there. You hear that, people? (laughs) Drop your excuses. You can do anything. Man, I'm not exaggerating when I say I spend less money for a month abroad living on a tropical island than I do surviving and paying rent and bills in Philadelphia. Makes sense. Yeah. I joke around sometimes. I'm like, I think I'm ready just to go to an island and just hang out. I just stopped joking about it. (laughs) Yeah. I need to go. Still, find someone to take care of you. That's the hard part when you have the dog. Mm-hmm. Um, so you don't know when you're coming back, but you might just invite people to come out there with you. Mm-hmm. Um, how? How? I'm I'm interested in this. How has your parents and family like taken to our daughter? Is that just yeah. literally? Yeah. Living it up. Yeah. So it's been a fun progression and I've been cognizant enough to notice it. Mm -hmm. Um, Because originally, like I said, this first trip, when I went away for a month, there was a lot of that super irresponsible. Um, I came back alive. I had a motorcycle accident, so I came back a little scraped up, but alive. So they kind of have this expectation now that whenever I travel, I'm going to injure myself. Um, But then I came back, I went on my next trip and my next trip and each time I come back and they realize that I'm doing what I said I was going to do coming back in one piece Mm -hmm. and having grown from it they finally started supporting it to the point that now um, my mom actually sent me a text the other day and she goes Gina if we were to sell all of our possessions in our house could we move to Sri Lanka and survive (laughs) and I'm like yes So they are seeing finally um, that what I'm doing is not irresponsible. It's just atypical. Mm-hmm. And having their support with it makes it so much easier for me to have faith mm-hmm. and to believe that I can do it. Um, I feel good about doing it now, but it is nice to have that support. Mm-hmm. Uh, and kind of on the same thing, there are a lot of haters out there that often will look at what I'm doing and say, oh, that must be nice. Mm -hmm. Oh, I wish I could do that. And I hear you. But. Right. Do it. Exactly. Do it. You know, I have prioritized my entire life because this is what I want to do. Mm -hmm. And I always tell people, if this is what you, if traveling is what what you want to do, if being in a band is what you want to do, if writing a book is what you want to do, then don't do the things that you don't want to do. Like, don't spend all your money at the bar. Don't work a job that is sucking your soul. Like, Mm -hmm. do what you want to do. And and walk the the life you want to walk. Yeah, and it starts, it starts to happen. But you have to... Do those little things. You have to do it. You can't just wish. <laughs> so how, earlier when you said that you would journal as in the future, do you still practice that? 
Um, so I haven't done it that way in a while because I've kind of been really open to whatever the universe is going to give me. Mm-hmm. But what I do now quite often, I love lists. Like you should see, I have, I have more notebooks going at a time than I am, I'm comfortable saying, mm-hmm. but I have lists and, uh, I will create, you know, what do I want to do over the year? So for example, in the beginning of last year, I wrote out month by month, I want to lead a retreat here this month. I want to live in this place this month. I want to do this thing this month. And I make sure I save those lists and then I go back later and I'm actually checking things off of those lists, which is like the coolest, the coolest feeling. Oh yeah. Um, so I don't, I don't journal in that same way anymore, but no. I do write down my goals and my dreams because it makes them a little bit more real and I can constantly look back at them and say, you know, hold myself accountable and say, am I actually taking steps that are bringing me to this mm-hmm. or am I just letting it be some daydream that I'm not really going to commit to? Right. So good. Speaking of the writing, I think the last time we talked, um, you mentioned something brain dump. Is that what yeah. it's called? <laughs> yeah. But tell, tell us, us all about the brain dump because yeah. it sounds so interesting. I haven't tried it yet, but it really. Yeah, it's a wonderful little thing. Um, it is. So a brain dump is my way of basically emptying my brain so that I can do the things that need to get done. Um, and the, the quick rundown how I do this, you get a big piece of paper, like not just a little piece of scrap paper, big piece of paper. You set a timer, five, ten, however many minutes you feel okay with. And you write down every single thing that you have to do that day, that week, that month. And this is stuff like write a book and shower. Like <laughs> everything goes on the list. Everything goes on the list. And when you get all that stuff out on the list and then you look back on it, you realize there's not actually that many things. I mean, I'll fill up a whole eight by 10 piece paper, but Mm -hmm. most of those things on that list are little things like shower, drink water, call your mom, whatever it is, those little things you can knock out. And then you also have a visual representation of the big list, uh, things that maybe you need to break down, like write an ebook, can't move to a smaller list and broken down. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I think the brain dump is, is like, it's awesome for me and yeah, I really have to try. Yeah. I need to. I used to, I think we also talked about it. Um, just do like, I don't even know what it's called. Free writing artist's way. Mm-hmm. You familiar with that book? It was like, it was called morning pages yep. in the book and you just get up and just yep. kind of, yeah. And that's a good practice too. It's so I'm, and I'm sure a lot of people are like, I fall like I get into a great practice and then things start going great in my life and I stop mm-hmm. doing everything that kind of like, yeah brought everything yeah, into but it's never too late to start it again right exactly <laughs> and usually then I started again I'm like oh shit things yeah. are really starting yeah. to go a little haywire now I need to come back yep. I do the free writing and I recently heard that they were called morning pages I'd never heard of that but I do the free writing also um, recently started doing blackout poetry for the same thing I saw that too <laughs> and that's just like it's it's all of it is just it. free writing and blackout poetry are not the same thing but they both kind of help to empty your brain or focus your brain in a certain way Mm -hmm. Um, because we get so wrapped up like I get anxiety just because of all the things that I want to accomplish and then I need a way to to sort them out but free writing is definitely a way that you can empty your brain and create more space for the things that you actually want to put your energy into Mm. yeah that's good you should all try that too something (laughs) that I want to mention about that um, my free writing actually created love notes Right. We have to talk about the love notes. Yeah. So um, I send out emails and originally I was doing it three times a week. Now it's two times a week. Sometimes it's once a week. 
Um, but weekly, you're going to get weekly, one or three. Weekly, yeah. So I send out these emails called love notes, and um, they are basically motivation or inspiration or perspective on how to live a life that you're passionate about and mm-hmm. how to do the things that you are dreaming of. Um, and for me, it started because I was trying to hold myself accountable to my free writing and to make my free writing an act of service and meaning for people. And I got such great responses from it. And this was another one of those leaps of faith things. I started it January 1st of this year mm-hmm. and told people, you're my test, like my test guinea pigs. I'm going to do this for one month and then we'll see how it works out. And I've done it since January and people love it. That's awesome. Yeah. Sign up for it. Also on the website. They can, Definitely they also can on my website. To that. So in these love notes, mm-hmm. and I'm sorry I don't subscribe. <laughs> you <I> will. will. <laughs> um, is it stuff, like, are you finding inspiring things, or is this just all just stuff that's coming? Yeah, it's all coming. So wow. I That was one of the... Um, one of my rules for myself was I will not write a love note based on like a quote that I see on Instagram. Mm-hmm. I will not go out and seek the inspiration. I'm pouring my heart out and now I definitely have to sign up. Yeah. And so the weeks that only one goes out, it's because I wasn't feeling authentic enough to write to. Mm-hmm. I only put out a love note if it is if it's truly a love note. Like it is coming from my my heart to, to whoever is willing to receive it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, they're all my own thoughts. Wow, that's beautiful. Yeah. So in reality, you're actually writing a book of love notes. I suppose I am. I mean, yeah, I, I would think since January, there's our, there must be a large body of content. You're a genius, Joe. Right there. <laughs> I never even thought of that. I've already written the book. That's right. Your first book is already done. You just wow. kind of have to put it together. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Because honestly, not that there'd be anything wrong with just sending out like, you know, mm-hmm. a motivational quote or whatever. But I kind of just thought like that's, because that's a lot every like two, three times a week to mm-hmm. come up with something original and yeah. put it out there. Yeah, original and authentic. Yeah, and they're they're slightly personal, mm-hmm. but always um, always applied enough or practical enough to be applied to anyone. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, you're totally right. Yeah. Be on the lookout for the ebook, guys. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so, did we miss anything about what you're doing? Joe, miss... there are so many things that I'm doing. <laughs> so many things. Right, because you're also, you're a singer. Uh, yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, so, okay, so. Maybe not a professional singer, but right. you like. It's worth talking about. So, yeah. um. So I enjoy singing Mm -hmm. and this is, I mean, this ties in because it's still a leap of faith thing. I started playing guitar when I was in seventh grade and loved making music and loved singing, but had such terrible stage fright that no one knew I was doing it. Um, And while I was traveling on this last trip, I was in uh, Portugal, no, I was in Spain probably, no, I was in Portugal when this started. I picked up a guitar and I said like, screw it. I'm going to play this guitar and sing and I don't care who hears. And so you haven't been like going to open mics and performing and this all just happened. Yeah. Every once in a while I would go to an open mic, sign up last. So nobody is there by the time I play. <laughs> and like, and I'm just, just going to hang out for six hours. Yeah. And just all right, I don't know. <laughs> yep, do the thing and then be like, peace out. Um, but I just finally got to the point now where I'm like, you know what? I love doing this. And 
I'm not trying to be a musician and I'm not the best, but I'm decent and I enjoy doing it. Mm-hmm. And I have been going now to open mics. Um, and I got to play at an open mic the other day with a band. Like I had a full four piece band. I didn't even need to play an instrument mm-hmm. and I got to sing. I sang Amy Winehouse. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, so it's, but that's something that's just kind of, I wanna do it, mm-hmm. I'm gonna do it. Who cares? Like, let the haters hate. Let my my own self-limiting beliefs just take a, a back seat. I'm mm-hmm. gonna do it because yeah. if not now, when? Right. I'm slowly trying to build up the courage to go do some like open mic stand up, mm. just to be a goof on stage. Not like that. I'm like I'm a comedian, but I think I like. I feel like I grew up on Seinfeld. And I, there's a lot of those things. And a couple of years ago, I went to, I did this kind of like you. I, I went away for a month, mm-hmm. and I, but it was great because it all like just fell into place. And I went, I went to San Fran for a week, or I went to LA for a week, and then San Fran for a week, and then Kauai for two weeks. And when I was in LA, my friend that I was staying with, it was the first night we arrived. I arrived, and she was like, "All right, I'm." Um, it's open mic stand up tonight. You want to come? I'm like, yeah, sure. Why not? Just thinking I'm going because she was going to be doing it. And just as we're walking in the door, she was like, oh, by the way, everyone that comes in has to do three <gasps> minutes. I'm like, oh, okay. And like, yeah, sure. This will be great. I'm like, I don't know anybody. So I literally just told like the most embarrassing story of it's my a good life. Good way to do it. Yeah. And everyone laughed, but it was, but it was so much fun. Like just that, and like I sang before and was in bad bands, and I love that. But like just going out for like a couple of minutes and just talking about the obvious things that are yeah. funny, I think would be a lot of fun and like push me in a way that Stella be nice, um, you know, just to kind of push me in a different yeah in a different way. Yeah. So at some point, I'm gonna stroll over to Fishtown for a. Yeah. A Monday night. You know, and even, even this, this is so this is so applicable to this podcast you have because um, there's so many things that we can do. Just like you, just take that leap of faith and you just try it. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to be the best at it. It doesn't have to go great the first time, but you just try it. Right. And it's not like I want my own Netflix right. comedy special. Right. But I just think it would be fun yeah. to do the thing that's happy. You're gonna make you happy. Yeah. And that like to get that. Like, but I'm sure before you do an open mic, you get those butterflies, butterflies yeah, and like fun. that that feeling. Reminds like, you you're alive. Yeah, <laughs> and it's safe. You know what I mean? It's like you're not gonna die from going up there. You might make an ass out of yourself, but How whatever. True. How true. It's it's a great experience. Yep. Um, I kind of also feel the same way about singing and playing. Um, next this coming weekend, I don't know when this will be out, but you probably missed it. Uh, Yoga Brain is doing their opening next weekend the 28th 29th 30th and i'm doing a kundalini class and jeff who's justine's boyfriend plays the guitar and when we had like the first teacher meeting Mm -hmm. as i was parking like jeff's a musician i wonder if he wants to play class so we got together to go over stuff and he was playing i'm like you know what i don't have to play my guitar at all like you can play this and i can just sing and that would be awesome yes because i'm like but you'll probably have to be like okay start singing now (laughs) you know what i mean but to take that away like I've always really like when I sang in a band I didn't know how to sing not that I know how to sing now Mm -hmm. but I at least have a little more control over my voice yeah where then it was just bad and now I'm like oh I would just like to 
yeah. have that as well. Like roll into an open mic and yeah. have like a whole band back yeah. there. And just be like, it's so cool. All right, this is what we're going to do. Yeah. And know that the band knows, you know, where yeah. I'm like, oh, I just hit the wrong chord. Yeah. And yeah. The, so it, it, doing these open mics and having that little bit of validation actually inspired me to go get voice lessons. Nice. So I'm actually currently getting voice lessons. Um, do you want to give your voice lesson teacher a plug? Yeah. Because I'm curious. So her, name, her name is Valentina Raffelli. Mm-hmm. And uh, she is phenomenal. She's a, core, or a choir teacher. Mm. Um, so she knows what she's doing. She's Italian. Because so I would also love like, someone just to be like, this is, yeah. this is how you sing. Yep. And, and that's the thing. It's kind of like, I can do this thing okay, but I care about it. And, and I want to learn how to do the thing. So mm-hmm. yes, yeah, I'm going to her. Um, her name is Valentina Raffelli. She's on YouTube. She's... She's all over, and uh, um, I set her the task of teaching me how to sing harmonies. Because I can sing, I just can't sing with other people. (laughs) I don't play nice with other people yet, so my task is to learn how to sing harmonies. (laughs) Oh, that's fun. Um, That question totally just jumped into my head and, and jumped out of my head. Oh, have you introduced the singing into any of your yoga classes yet i haven't you know i've thought about it because i play like i have a little ukulele i have a guitar i have a singing bowl and you know two of those three are in my trunk right now and i'm going to be teaching another class later and uh i have not Hmm. um maybe later on maybe later (laughs) on i don't know maybe maybe this class today is going to be like my my first taste like that's what brought me like i like out of my shell Mm -hmm playing and singing at the same time because I learned in, in Kundalini we tune in with the Adi Mantra so I learned how like not that I learned like my own rendition of it mm-hmm. but it was it was safe for me I'm like oh I can do this mm-hmm. and my voice works with it and it kind of gets everyone right from the get-go into because yeah. in my classes it's, and a lot of Kundalini there's lots of singing but people kind of get freaked out mm-hmm. so if I can like get them right from the beginning yeah. to know that it's safe but it's been so fun for me yeah. and then every class ends with the sunshine song so mm-hmm. it's like it would be cool if i didn't have to play you know synonym cars version yeah. and i can do my do own, your own yeah. so eventually i yep i figured out yeah. my own and it was so interesting sorry so i just have to tell the story i used to sing it just like acapella all mm-hmm. the time and one class i went into it it was gone like I, we got to the sunshine song and I'm like I have no idea how I sang this and that melody that rhythm just completely left left me I have no idea how I used to sing it and then probably like a month later I picked up my guitar and started playing and it just came out but not that like a whole new melody a whole but it was like it needed to disappear but it was like it just disappeared and I remember like I was like hold on guys I have to find a version of this because Wow. I really have no clue how I sang it. How divine. Right? <laughs> and then like two weeks later, I was at a, a yoga festival in the Poconos. And I'm like, I thought there was going to be sound, but there wasn't sound. And I just had like a mic and there was no music, which was really weird for me. And then at the end, I'm like, well, it's the sunshine song time. I was like, I swear I used to sing this all the time. And I don't remember how I sang it. And um, there was a girl in the front. Emma Kate Keller and her Instagram it's the best Emma Kate's feeling great how good is that and she was like I can sing it so I took off my headset and gave it to her and she sounded like Sonatam Carr singing I'm like this is this is perfect anyway so now I've got my sunshine song version that just kind of yeah downloaded after the other one that's awesome and I think I've heard your version delete it 
think I heard it over at Sit. Probably, yeah. Yeah, cool. Yeah, that's my singing stories. So when when are you leaving for this? Yeah, I leave. So I leave October. trip. Yeah, you know, I leave October eighth. Um, I am completely unprepared at, at this point. Great. Um, <laughs> you know, it's kind of, so I leave October 8th and I've gotten to the point now where this has kind of become second nature. So I know what I need to pack and I know the things that I don't need to pack. Can I stop right there? Just yeah. so this question doesn't leave my head. Yeah. What do you pack? Yeah. Like how many bags you take? <laughs> yeah. So, so funny, funny thing about how I pack now. Another travel tip for everybody. Travel tip. Um, I used to carry a hiking backpack. I had an Osprey 65 liter hiking pack. And I, on this most recent trip, I was in Spain and Portugal for about two months. I sent the message to the universe and said, I'm bringing a rolly suitcase universe. Treat me like a woman with a rolly suitcase. Because I didn't want to be a backpacker anymore. Mm-hmm. And that Four wheel rolly? Um, no, a two, uh, a two wheel rolly, okay. a two wheel rolly. <laughs> I don't use the four wheel one, the two wheel rolly. Um, but I decided that I don't have to look poor. I don't have to look like I'm struggling to still be on a budget and have a great experience. Mm-hmm. And I tell you, I still am totally all for bringing your backpack. Like it's really nice to have it attached to you all the time. There's lots of benefits to that, but I got treated differently bringing a suitcase. Mm. Um, People don't see you as a backpacker. They see you as a traveler. Right? Mm-hmm. They might see you as a tourist, which is not what I want to look like. But um, so yeah, I bring. Generally, both of them are about the same size, though. It's it's rather big. It's sixty five liters. I know people who have traveled with like thirty and forty five liter bags. I don't. I don't want to do it. I would rather leave with a lot of empty space and then have the space to fill when I come home. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've found that when I'm traveling, I need far less than I think I do, and. That's something that always hits me when I get home and I, I look at all of my stuff and it's uh-huh. just so heavy and over about overwhelming. Um, I don't bring that many clothing items. I just alternate. Like I bring, you know, the kind of wardrobe where everything matches with everything. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't bring many toiletries because often wherever I'm going, there's something I can use. I always bring a journal. Um, I usually have a book. And uh, this time I'm actually going to be traveling with, I did it last time, traveling with a lightweight tripod, um, a little uh, active on camera, which is like a GoPro, a mini bullet mic, um, because I'm going to be shooting video for like blog stuff. Uh And uh, but yeah, it's basically if you were to pack your bag a week ahead of time and only live out of that bag for a week, you'll probably empty half of it because you realize you don't actually need it. and we forget that when we're in another country, that doesn't mean we can't go to the, like the Seven Eleven. We can still buy something. Right. <laughs> we don't have right. it. <laughs> um, so. Yeah, I'm a I'm a total overpacker. Yeah. And I, I I get home from a trip. I'm like I didn't use like nearly yes. half the things. The, the trick that is I you have to make a. So I take a photo before I leave, which also helps with the getting robbed thing. So you uh-huh. have photographic evidence. But Smart. I take a That's photo. That's tip number three. Tip if you're three, counting. I take a photo <laughs> before I leave, so that the next time I'm packing, I can actually look at my previous photo and say. Why did I bring this? I didn't use it once. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll even write down sometimes like MVP, like duct tape, MVP. I will bring duct tape every time. It seems so strange, but I use duct tape a lot. Um, so there's certain things that like I'll find I need. And and the less that you can bring, the lighter you will be, mm-hmm. you know, physically, but like energetically. 
detach from as much as you can. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So then before you leave in like less than a month, you're still teaching? Can, yeah. can everyone out, out and listen to all of our listeners? Yeah, so I guess come by, practice the, by with the you? time that you hear this, I will so have by, like, like, a, yeah, like one, one week, week left. left. So I teach at the Yoga Garden in Narberth. I've taught at various places like Yoga Home. Um, I did some classes over at Magu for a while. But Yoga Home is definitely, or I'm sorry, Yoga Garden is definitely my home. Um, and I am on their schedule right now for like eight or nine classes a week. Uh, I'm super fortunate that... Not only do I love the community, but they love me back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, Which is always cool. It's great because when I when I leave to travel, I can talk to Mark, um, Mark and Nikki, and say, "Guys, I'm leaving again." They're like, "Oh, figures." I can leave, and then I I message them, you know, a month before I come back, and they get me on the schedule right away. So, I'm at the Yoga Garden in Narberth, um, and I will be there uh, up until September 28th. Wow. So really soon, and I'm I'm I am sad to leave. Like I have a lot of great things in my life right now that mm. I'm sad to leave, but I have to remember how many amazing things happen when I when I travel. Right. Have you? Did you get homesick? I don't get homesick so much. Um, and not that it's like not a bad thing. It's just yeah. Because sometimes when I travel, I'm like, man, I just want to be home. And not this is gonna sound bad. Not to see anybody. Just to like be by myself on my couch oh my alone. God, I hear you. I hear you. I have all these. I have like rituals, like a my morning ritual with like a lemon water drink that I have, and and I don't like to talk to anyone first thing in the morning. And I do have to figure out how to sacrifice or alter a lot of those things when I'm traveling. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't necessarily get homesick for the people. It is so easy to stay connected these right. days. And even my best friends that I see once every three or four months, if I go away for a year, it's only like I'm missing hanging out with them for three times. Right. Uh, so, you know, much to my parents' dismay, I can't say I get homesick. I do miss the routine sometimes. I do miss having my things that make me comfortable. Mm-hmm. But I have become really good at creating home anywhere. Uh, you know, for the past three months, I haven't had a home. <laughs> like uh-huh. I've, I've lived between my parents' house and my best friend's house, and um, and I'm good at creating home anywhere. But mm-hmm. but there are you know there's there's a lot of sacrifice to what I do. I sacrifice relationships. I sacrifice um, you know my things. But it doesn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't not travel for the sake of having those things. Mm-hmm. And one day, one day I will stop, you know, and then I'll have those things. Right. Exactly. And amazing experiences. And amazing experiences. Which is yeah. more valuable than anything. Yeah. Wow. Thank you so much for my taking pleasure. the time to come and chat in my kitchen. Yeah, this is fun. <laughs> <laughs> we have a dog. And, we, and Stella's just been, you know, roaming around, right? Little barks here and there, how to eat some food. Mm-hmm. It's okay, girl. Yes, you're so good. So where can uh, everyone find you? Give us all of your yeah. social handles. All right, guys, again. if you're ready for this, get out a piece of paper. Cause I'm, <laughs> <laughs> like I mentioned to Joe, I'm, I'm still organizing. I, you know, I have yoga, I have travel, I have lifestyle and inspiration. There's so many different things. So um, I'm going to narrow this down and say uh, my, my Instagram handle that I would love for you to follow is at Gina M, as in Molinari, yoga. And uh, my my um, 
oh my God, what's this word? Websites. I'm going to give you two websites. I'm going to do this. So there's two websites. One of them is Yogi Gigi. That's Y-O-G-I-G-I-G-I.com. And the other one is the new budding travel and lifestyle website. And that one is expandyourcomfortzone.com. That's such a great name. And I own the handle to that. Well, also, I own the handle to Expand Your Comfort Zone on Instagram and the email address for expandyourcomfortzone at Gmail. So that's the one I'm hoping to kind of grow into. But uh, I would love to hear from people on any of those platforms and and you can follow my travels. You can ask me questions. I'm doing Facebook Live videos a lot lately where I love addressing travel stuff. And, uh, you know, the world is small because of the Internet. So even when I'm on the other side of it, I can stay in touch. Mm-hmm. And the Facebook is Gina Marie, right? Yeah, my Facebook is Gina. It's Gina Marie. And there's a there's a mugshot of my face as my, my profile picture. <laughs> there's links to my Facebook on uh, the Yogi Gigi website, though. Great. I'll link all that. Cool. Well, thanks, Joe. Thank you so much. And... Good luck. Thank you for being so fucking inspiring. Thanks, Joe. Thanks for thanks for sharing this with people. So keep it up. Sweet. Cool. Awesome. Oh, I'll see you all next Wednesday. Peace out.